Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, let's do it. It's about that time. Ephesians chapter four today. Um, you know, what we do, we read, we pray, we change the world. So we are um, journeying through the New Testament and now into Ephesians and uh, specifically Ephesians four. Welcome, everybody. Pastor Vincent, Dan, Miss Simmons, everybody, welcome. So, First three chapters of Ephesians. Remember, the, the theme of the, the book of Ephesians is um, the church, just the beauty and, and, mag and magnificence of the body of Christ. And so the first three chapters are just about that. Um, just Paul reminding us of the amazing family that we've been adopted into um, through Jesus, this, the church, the center of history. It's what history is all about. God revealing his purpose, his manifold wisdom through the church. And so those are the first three chapters about the theological underpinnings of the awesomeness of the church. And then in chapter four through six, the end of the book letter is more practical. So um, let's do it. Let's dive in. Chapter four is going to talk, we're going to talk about unity, unity in the body of Christ. Let's see what Paul says. As a prisoner of the Lord, then, remember, he's a prisoner of Jesus, not a prisoner of Rome. He's in prison, but he's not in prison to Rome. He's a prisoner of the Lord. Then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. That's a good check, man, every day. Am I living in a manner worthy of? of the calling I've received? Hmm. Am I living it out? Am I living it out in a way that is, in a manner that is worthy of the calling I have received? In other places say, live in a manner worthy of the gospel. It's a good challenge, right? Verse two, be completely humble. He's going to tell us a little bit what it means to be live worthy right here. So let's just start with a few um, specifics. Be humble. <laughs> be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with alelon, right? Greek word, alelon, one another. 59 times in the New Testament, that little phrase translated from the one Greek word, alelon, one another. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. How about that? So he tells right there like three things we need to do. If we want to, if we want to start the living up to the, the calling that we've received, we need to be completely humble and gentle. We need to be patient. Oh, we don't like that one, man. We don't, I don't like that. Patient. We gotta be patient. I got we gotta bear with one another in love. You know what bearing what does that mean? That necessarily implies what? People gonna get on your nerves. You ain't gotta bear with people that don't get on your nerves. 
It's like I would I would bear with them, but they get on my nerves. No, 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 no. The reason you got to bear one another is because they will get on your nerves. Feel like I would, I would, I would totally bear with one of other people if they didn't get on my last nerve. What? Well, no, that's the point. People gonna get on your last nerve. That's why it takes the spirit to help you to bear with them. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta look at someone. I'm trying to bear with you right now. Look, look. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be what Jesus wanted me to be. I'm trying to bear with you right now. But you, you are trampling on my nerve right now. <laughs> verse three make every effort wow that's a lot that's pretty all-encompassing right make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace you gotta, you gotta fight for unity man Unity in the body of Christ, unity among friends, unity in the family. But here specifically, this is about the family of God. You got to fight for it, man. You got to make every effort to keep unity because the enemy seeks to divide. He knows we're weaker when we're divided. If we can spend all our time fighting with each other, we we won't have any time to take ground back from him. Oh, rascal. We, but we smarter than that because we reading the word. So we're gonna read, we're gonna pray, we're gonna change the world because we got we're gonna get this word inside of us. Verse four. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father, who is over all and through all and in all. Yes. Now, he's talking to Jews and Gentiles, right? Uh, and he's like, you know, remember the great mystery of the gospel is that there's now one family made of Jew and Gentile alike. There's not there's not subsets. There's not hierarchy. There's not stepchildren. There's only children. God has no stepchildren. Uh, he also has no grandchildren. So mm, you don't get in by your parents' faith. But anyway, but anyways, but anyways. Um. So there's Jew and Gentile, and he's saying, look, there's not a, there's not a, a baptism for the Gentiles and a baptism for the Jews. There's not a faith for the Gentiles and a faith for the Jews, a path for the Gentiles and a path for the Jews, and a Lord for the Jews and a Lord for the Gentiles. No, no. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of who? Everybody. That's what it says. That's the Greek translation of all. Everybody. <laughs> who is over all and through all and in all. So what is Paul just reaffirming in a in a sort of a rhetorical way a, uh, uh, that we are one. We are one. We got the one, one father, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Same God who's over all. So we got we to gotta make every effort to keep the unity of peace, the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Now, hold on. Let me say something. Doesn't mean you doesn't mean you dilute the truth to uh, maintain peace, right? It's not like well anybody can believe anything they want to do. Let's just keep peace. Anyway, no, 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 no. That ain't what he's saying. Because some people put peace over truth, and that ain't good. You gotta you gotta have peace within. Now you may have some disagreement. 
but you got to come around the gospel. That's what, you know, some some churches get all off skew because, well, let's just keep peace. Let's just, you know, uh, under the banner of tolerance, which, you know, kindness and, and goodness and gentleness towards others is good. But unbridled um, acceptance is not good. It's not. So. Uh, he says, but there's, we're one. We got to, got to, you got to labor to, uh, to keep the unity through the bond of peace. Anybody that's been around church any number of years, you've, you've, you've likely seen some painful division in the church. That's sad. It hurts. It's painful. It leaves a, a lasting mark on your spirit. I've seen it. I've seen it more than I care to see it, man. I wish I'd never see it again. I, I would wish I would never see it again, but it, it's, it hurts, man. Um, but I've seen, I've seen churches split. I've seen deep division among, uh, church members. Um, it's yeah. So you gotta, you gotta make every effort to keep the unity of peace. Like, um, like Paul would say in another place in Romans, right? Like we talked about a few days back. Um, if at possible, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. If it's possible, if it's possible, be at peace with everyone. All right. Verse seven. But to each of us, hey, that's us. Hey, I think we're each of us, right? But to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. That is why it says. When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. All right, what does that mean? What does that? He's ascended, descended, descended, hindered, hindered, did, but, 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 what does that mean? You know, I know some of you got it. Some of you, I, I need to read that sometimes. Like, he's, he's ascended, descended, it's like an elevator. Like, I don't know what's going on. What, where are we are? What floor are we on? <laughs> Is this elevator going up or down? We are ascending and descending and uh, where are we? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> what he's saying is, the, the one who ascended, he's referring to the Lord Jesus' ascension, right? He ascended to the Father after the resurrection. He says, isn't the one who ascended to the Father also the one who descended? He also is the one who came to earth um, and, you know, came came to earth and, and lived among sinful people. Um, and is he not also then the one who ascended back to the Father and filled, you know, the whole the whole earth? And so he's this one who ascended on high, took many captives and gave gifts to people. So this one who ascended Jesus, all that's just talking about Jesus. He's the one who ascended and descended. That's what all we need to know. That's what that means. He's Jesus. He's, that's the one. And what did he do? He brought gifts from God to us. Verse 10. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than the heavens. Sorry, I already, already read that. My bad. 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. So part of the gifts that Jesus who descended to earth, 
and then reascended to the Father and distributed gifts to the body of Christ, what he gave us, remember he's talking about the church. We gotta make every effort to keep the bond of peace. We gotta make every effort to, effort to keep unity. And he's saying, look, Jesus has helped us out because he has given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to help keep us moving the right way. It ain't easy to herd sheep. Suckers bite. Ow. We're a cat sitting right now, or my daughter's cat. And uh, he's cute. I ain't lying. He's cute. But he'll bite you. <laughs> and my wife will just say, I'll be playing with him. Say, oh, just let him eat. He's fine. Just let him bite you. It hurts, though. <laughs> I know it's I know it's cute to watch, but it hurts. So then this morning, this morning, I got back. I've come back downstairs. I've taken a shower, getting ready to come to work. And she she was doing some Pilates, Pilates yoga, something, Pilates yoga, whatever, yoga, yoga adis, whatever it was she was doing. And um, she come out of, the, out of the room. She was like, that cat bites. I was like, it's OK. It's OK. You just let him let him do it. It's fine. It's fine. I was like, it's fine. You just just let him. He's cute. Just let him bite you. It's like, no, it hurts. I that's what no, no, it's cute though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got marks on my arm from that little rascal. <laughs> He's got his own Instagram page, by the way. My daughter keeps an Instagram page for him. Dos Klaus. If you want to follow the cat on Instagram, it's Dos Klaus, D-O-S-K-L-A-U-S. He's crazy. Anyway, what was I saying? I was saying it's hard. God gives us, he needs the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to keep us together. What, are the, what is the purpose of a pastor? What is the purpose of an evangelist? Now, the apostle, real quick, an apostle is, is a sent one who generally in in um, they, they, they kind of chart new territory for the gospel, start new churches, reach new areas, reach new people groups, apostles, prophets are those who speak the word of the Lord. Sometimes that, you know, they kind of, they kind of burly sometimes, you know, they're not always real, uh, they're, they're hard. They, they say some hard things. They say some things we don't always want to hear, but they have a prophetic calling and they, they speak to, uh, what's going on. They speak the word of God. Like, this is what this means. This is what's going on. This is what God is up to. This is, uh, they call out sin. They call out a rebellion. They just speak on behalf of God to the people. It's a pro prophetic. They're, they're good. They're, they're important to correct the church, to encourage and to inspire because they speak a, a word of endurance and perseverance and uh, admonishment, but they also speak a word of correction. That's what prophetic, we need prophets. We need prophets in our lives who will speak Sometimes the hard truth. Uh, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists. Evangelists are those who win the lost. They have a heart for those who are far from God. Um, I think one of my primary gifts is an evangelistic gift. I have a, That's kind of my default. I, I have a heart for those who are far from God. Um, and so that tends to be the evangelist. The pastor, uh, pastor teacher is a shepherd, right? Pastor is a shepherd, cares for souls, cares for people. Um, prophets and pastors sometimes rub up against each other because pastors want to worry about the heart and, and, and want to make sure the sheep are good and loved and the prophet want to make sure they doing the right stuff. <laughs> I, like, I think they plenty love. They just need to be straightened out. 
<laughs> you got some unreal, you got some, you got a bunch of sheep, you're just biting everybody. Oh, but they need to be protected. No, they need to be corrected. So anyway, that's the that's the and that 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 inner inner working of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is important. And your teachers are those who expound the word of God, right? They teach scripture. Um, they teach and and um break the word of life, the bread of life um, for the people to, to help us get better understanding. Now, so what's the purpose of all that? To do what? Verse 12, to equip the people, the his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The purpose of the leadership of the church is to empower the body of Christ to be built up and to get mature, to teach uh, the people to grow up, be mature. Verse 14, then we will no longer, when we're more, when we're mature, we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching. Oh my gosh. Every new blog, every new, every new little book that goes out. Did you, oh, no, no, no. You got to have some maturity, man. Got to have some maturity. And that comes from knowing the word of God. We won't be blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by every cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. So so much intentional and unintentional deception out there. You got people who don't, they don't think godly. They're giving ungodly advice and the godly are taking it. You got godly people taking ungodly advice from ungodly people. That, that, that is not what we need to be doing. But it felt right, and I don't care what it felt like. What the what the word of God say? But it felt right. I felt good. I wasn't convicted when I when I when I did it. I don't care if you were convicted, it was wrong. <laughs> the reason you're not convicted is because your heart's your heart's hardened. <laughs> so don't yeah, but I didn't. I didn't feel bad about it. Well, you should. So that you got to work. You got more problems. You got more problems. Your heart. Your heart has become so hard. You don't even feel guilty for sin anymore. Mm. Verse fifteen. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become a very to become in every respect the the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You'd be built up, built up in love as each part does its work. Not why everybody's sitting around watching everybody else work. I sit back and watch you work. No, that ain't how it works. No, we all do our part. We all do our part. goes back to... I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you received. Each part does its work. Verse 17. We got to move on, man. I'm, I'm getting bogged down here. I got to hurry up. You guys ain't got all day. <laughs> so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Oh, preach, Paul, preach. We sometimes I hear people say, well, you look at the churches in the New Testament and look how sinful they were. It's, there ain't no doubt about that. Just read through Corinthians and yeah, them, them people, they had plenty of sin. 
They had sins. They were doing sins that make Americans blush. And that ain't, that's getting harder and harder to do, people. <laughs> but the Corinthians, they were sinning in ways that would make would make Americans blush. Um, but here's the thing. When Paul spoke to them, he didn't say, hey, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Just, you know, love is love. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started on the, the illogical statement of that. I, I don't even want to don't even don't even get me started on that. Um, Paul said, no, you've been called to a different standard. Yeah, that it, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You ain't, you ain't, ain't going to go down like that. Paul called them to a different standard. Verse 18, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. They live, that's why they, the people that are far from God, they live like they do. Why? Because their hearts, their hearts are hardened. They've lost all sensitivity. So when someone says, I just, I'm not convicted of that because you've lost all sensitivity. That's a bigger concern. That's a bigger problem. I'm fighting what I, a commentary right now. That's what I'm doing. You see what you see this like like internal struggle right now. Like I want, there's a lot of things I want to say, uh, and I and I'm and I'm I'm wrestling with it. Like Terry, be quiet. Terry, move on. Terry, Terry, Terry. <laughs> That's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing right now. Um, having lost all sensitivity. <laughs> Breathe deeply. Yeah. All right. I'm okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm just gonna say this. This is not about. This isn't about any group in particular. I speak about a saying, and it's about the uh, the lack of logic in our culture, and the fact that we can't actually call out something that's illogical and a lie, okay? So just this statement, and it, as I said earlier, this statement, love is love, is ridiculous. If a 45-year-old man is in love with a 10-year-old boy, is love love? No. That statement is moronic. If there is in our, every sense of conscience says that's not true, we have standards for that. If a 50-year-old woman is in a weird sense of love with an animal, do we say love is love? No, it's moronic. It doesn't make sense. So we have to, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. So we throw these words out there, these phrases out there like they're truth and they're not. And so I'm not telling you what your standard is. That's that's for you and the word of God to inform. But that statement is not true. 
It is not true. So I pray that we get to a place in our culture where we can talk about when things are illogical. That phrase is illogical. And we have parameters by which we as a human race say there are parameters for love. We do. So we have, again, you can set those boundaries wherever you want to, but to say all there is none is, is not true. It's not honest. It's not intellectually honest. I'm not even talking about spiritual things right now. I'm not even talking about what the Bible says. I'm just talking about logic, intellectual. That word, that, that phrase is illogical. It doesn't, the way we use it in our culture doesn't make sense. So anyway, I'm glad I didn't go there. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad I held that back. All right. Anyway, uh, we got we to gotta wrap this up. Um, <laughs> now that I've cut down the, uh, now that like 20, you know, 50 people left, that's fine. Whatever. You gotta be sad, man. You gotta be sad. Verse 20. Uh, which one, where, 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 what verse are we even on? Uh, yeah, we're on, on uh, verse eight, 19, having lost all sensitivity, they have themselves, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life that you learn. You're called to a different standard. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with the regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. The old self is dead, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. You need to put on a new attitude. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You got to put the old self off, put on the new self. That's regeneration. That's what create regenerating a new person. Old self is dead. God through Christ and the Holy Spirit creates a new person in us. Verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. That's what I try to do, man. That's all I'm trying to do right here. I'm trying to speak truth. I'm just trying to be logical. Just trying to tell you, like, I'm not even I'm not even talking spiritually right there. I'm just talking logic. Can we just talk logic? Because when you throw those things out, mm, 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 it, yeah, you open up the door, a whole other things that none of us want. Anyway, therefore, each of you, but you can't say that in this crazy culture we live in. You can't say that because if you say if you point out illogic, then you're being. Uh, prejudice, or you're being bigoted, or you're being homophobic, or you're being, no, I'm just pointing out that it's illogical. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Okay. Um, in your anger, see, this is for me right here. <laughs> in your anger, do not sin. Lord, help me not to sin. <laughs> In your anger, do not sin. It's passion. It's not sin. It's not anger. It's passion. Um, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. I'll be sure to get this right before I go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to get this right with Jesus before I go to bed. Anyone who, uh, and anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. Stop your stealing. Stop your stealing and go to work. What he said. They must work doing something useful with their own hands. 
that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful to building others up and according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Amen, Lord. Don't let us grieve the Holy Spirit. With whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage, anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another and forgiving each other. Yes. Hey, let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Um, God, I pray that you would, um, we, we, we commit to stay humble. Lord, I don't, I don't claim to know it all. I don't claim to have uh, divine insight on everything that is godly, nor do any of us. Um, so Lord, teach us, um, instruct us, correct us where we need to be corrected. And help us to always be loving and kind, compassionate, even when we disagree, even when we disagree passionately. Um, Lord, I thank you that uh, your grace is big. It's bigger than we can imagine. Your mercy is uh, goes deeper than we could ever dream. Um, Lord, there's no one who's outside uh, the, the, the realm of your redemptive work. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. And so, Lord, we, we thank you for that. You thank you that you saved us, that we, uh, we are not worthy of what you've called us to. But we pray that now that we've received grace, we might live in a way uh, that speaks well of the grace that we've received. Lord, I pray for my friends today. I pray that you would bless them and encourage them, whatever they have need of. I pray that you would touch them and strengthen them and provide for them in a special way, Lord. And God, in my ranting, I pray that everything that I said that is not of you would be forgotten. But those things that are of you, those things that are true, we would not shake, but would hold on to unswervingly. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. Hope to see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.